1: It's Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. Lakers Talk is on the air. On 710 ESPN. I like the squad. You
2: got three superstars on the Lakers in LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. And what are they going out and getting right now? Vets. Guys have been in the league for a long time. They have championship experience. They have playoff experience. Isn't that the blueprint of how you win championships? From the home of the 17-time world champion Lakers at LA Live. Isn't that the blueprint of how you... Uh, Go about your day and find a way to go get championship number 18. Isn't that the blueprint? Lakers Lakers talk Talk is is on. on.
1: Here's Alan Sliwa.
2: What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We will go till 9 o'clock tonight. Got a lot of great Laker topics to get into. Fantastic open from Mario Ruiz. Is not that the blueprint? I mean, isn't this what we're supposed to be doing got to get your champions, got to get your... Uh, you got to get your superstars and then surround them with veterans. Uh, we got a lot to get into. By the way, tomorrow, Russell Westbrook will get his introductory press conference with the Los Angeles Lakers, so Russ will officially, he's already officially a Laker, but we'll get a chance to hear from him. Uh, a couple hours ago, got a chance to hear from Carmelo Anthony, about an hour and a half ago. Two hours ago, we got a chance to hear from Kent Bazemore, so we got a lot of great stuff to get into in tonight's show, and Yovan Buha, who covers the Lakers for The Athletic, he's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. So this is how I want to start off the show, all right? So um, still some potential roster spots, uh, you know, still to be had. Uh, Of course, still a couple um, spots left for the Los Angeles Lakers. But here's where the Lakers are today. So let's kind of break down. Last week when I did Lakers talk, um, there was – it was the start of NBA free agency. So it was, okay, Dwight Howard. We heard about Trevor Ariza. I think Kendrick um, or Kent Bazemore. I think those were the first three last week, and then or Wayne Ellington as well. And then as the week progressed, it was Carmelo. It was um, Kendrick Nunn. It was Malik Monk. So the Lakers obviously adding. So let me let me just go through the roster real quick. And as always, you know, uh, you guys don't need an invitation. You're always uh, welcome to join Lakers Talk eight seven 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 ten ESPN on any of these Lakers topics. So this is what the Lakers have done so far. They added Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Ken Basemore, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, Carmelo Anthony, and Wayne Ellington. They re-signed Talon Horton Tucker. And then they lost Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrez Harrell, Marquise Morris, Andre Drummond, and then obviously the guys coming back, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Marcus all. Not sure yet on Jared Dudley, Wesley Matthews. Maybe they make some more additions from there. So, um... That's the activity for the Lakers over the last week and a half. It all started with the Russell Westbrook trade. That was the first kind of domino to fall. That obviously had some players exit, some of the guys from the championship team, and then uh, and then you go from there. So I thought one of the goals or a few of the goals this offseason for the Lakers to continue to compete for a championship, to continue to put themselves in the best position possible with LeBron James and trying to grab championship number 18, These, this is what I thought the goals were. Can you add another superstar on top of LeBron and Anthony Davis? You could check that off the list. Russell Westbrook is obviously one of those players. Now, um, is Russell Westbrook a perfect player? No. But I think is he also incredibly underappreciated? Probably. I think that's safe to say, but we'll get into Russell Westbrook a little bit later. You added another superstar to this team. Can you add shooters? Okay, You went out and got four guys who shoot over 40% from the three-point line. Who are those four guys? Carmelo Anthony shoots over uh, 40%. Ken Bazemore shoots over 40%. Um, Wayne Ellington is another guy that shoots over 40%. And I think Malik Monk was the other player. So those are the four guys that you added that shoot over 40% from the three-point line. Okay, kind of. Let's keep going down the list of things that you wanted the Lakers to accomplish in this offseason. Can you add veteran guys with a ton of experience who are not looking to you know, cash a big paycheck? It's just about, hey, how can I sacrifice to help win an NBA championship? Can you add veterans that fit that mold? Well, Dwight Howard will fit that mold, as will Carmelo Anthony, um, as will Kent Bazemore. Russell Westbrook, I think, is a point of his career where the only thing that matters is obviously trying to win an NBA championship. Wayne Ellington fits that mold. So the reason why I'm listing all this, I, I think on paper, on paper, you've accomplished the goals that you set out going into the offseason. Um, the, the biggest concern that I've heard with the Lakers after the last week and a half of whether it be trades or NBA free agency, and then as we sit here today, the dust is kind of just starting to settle a little bit. Yeah, there's still some free agents left. There are. One of them, Dennis Schroeder. We'll talk about him later in the show. But there's also, for the most part, the big pieces have landed. Okay, we know that Lowry is out there. Chris Paul's found it. You know, he's back with uh, Phoenix. The, the, the dust is starting to settle. The biggest question around the Los Angeles Lakers, at least – From a media perspective, and keeps coming up in these interviews where uh, these press conferences are now being held for the Lakers, these Zoom calls. Um, The biggest question is, are the Lakers too old? That's the biggest question. By the way, it's a fair question. Third oldest team in NBA history. Um, but I think I can make some arguments against some of the concerns about the Lakers age and their roster going so many uh, getting so many uh, older uh, older players. By the way, Funches, when did so many reporters and analysts become uh, comedians this last week? Everybody's just taking some jabs at the Los Angeles Lakers. everyone's we got, got
0: a, an old joke, huh?
2: We got a list of comedians out there and they're reusing the same joke. I mean can we get some new material out there?
0: And the memes a- and everything too right same a- memes A-R-B. going around.
2: How many times I hear AARP over the last week? Everybody's just you know just sitting at home like I'm the I'm the funniest guy in the world. Okay, so can I play Funches? Do you have this from Carmelo Anthony earlier today, talking about the age and um, you know obviously all the conversation about uh, about uh, the concerns from an age perspective? If you have that now, Funches, great. If you don't, we can get into it a little bit. So just give me a heads up uh, when you do have it. Um okay so let let me just kind of talk a little bit about why I'm not as concerned about the age. Carmelo Anthony is 37 years old. That's not young in the NBA. I get that. I understand it. Dwight Howard is 36 in December. Trevor Ariza is 36. Marcus is 36. Let me just use those four, four players as an example. Um, let me play this from Carmelo Anthony. This was a couple hours ago. He did a Zoom Presser. By the way, also was on with Mason in Ireland. So you can go back and listen to that full interview on their show. Make sure to do that on the ESPN app or on iTunes. Listen to Carmelo Anthony on his concerns about age.
3: Different time. Uh, different game. Different style of game.
0: You're 37. LeBron's going to turn 37 in December. We don't the care. Dw- Dw-
2: Dw- Dwight's up there. Travers up there. Mark is up there. No okay,
3: care, uh, we make our own narrative. All
2: right, that's uh, that's Carmelo right there. Uh, but it's Dave McMenamin from ESPN asking the question. So when I say Carmelo's 37, Dwight is 36 in December, Arisa 36, Marcus saw 36. Do you know what all those all those guys have in common? All four of those guys, I'll tell you what they all have in common. Um, each one of those guys are going to get 15 to 20 minutes max a night. That the Lakers are not depending on those players. So this number is skewed. When people say, well, look how old the Lakers are. How are you going to win with that old of a roster? It's the third oldest roster in the NBA. Carmelo, Dwight, Ariza, and Gasol, whose average age you could say is 36 years old. That's what brings up the median age so high. How much are you going to be depending on those four players? You know, we're not comparing apples to apples. It's not a fair comparison to say, well, the Lakers are way too old. Those four guys will get 15 to 20 minutes tops per game and there's going to be some times where Dwight isn't used because of the predicament or the situation. There's going to be other times where Gasol is used sparingly. There's going to be other times where Carmelo can't come off the bench because the Lakers are using some of these other players and they're rolling with some of the guys that they have. I say that because if this team was depending, if age, these players that we're talking about Carmelo, Dwight, Ariza, and Gasol, if the Lakers were depending on them every single night and they need to give you 30 minutes a night, okay, that's a different story. But that's not the reality with these role players. A lot of these older players, that that you know, some of these um, NBA, whether it's experts, other GMs, whatever the case is, when people say, uh, or just the media in general, they say they're concerned about the Lakers. I think you really got to think this through. And, and I, I want to go to one other thing here. Let's look at LeBron James because that's really the real question mark. The question is, all right, well, how about LBJ? LBJ is going to be thirty-seven years old in the end of December. December 30th, I think he'll be 37. That's a fair one. If you want to make a case, well, okay, if you're going to make an argument that there's four players on your roster that are over the age of 36 or right uh, right around 36 years old, well, LeBron is 36 years old. He's going to be 37, and that's obviously a key piece to the Lakers foundation for the next couple of years. Let me make a case for LeBron here. Here's one of the question marks that I would have about LeBron James. And this is something I guess you could say I would I would push back on people. Um, before LeBron James, if the question marks are going to be, can he continue to do what he's doing? Okay, he has to slow down at, at some point. This is not sustainable. Um, you can make that case with LeBron James in his age. Here's the problem with that argument. Before he got injured last season, we were talking about him for MVP. That's not me blowing smoke up. Everyone around the NBA had LeBron James in the conversation for the most valuable player in March before that injury was Solomon Hill against the Atlanta Hawks. So if we're going to make the case, well, LeBron's too old or it's going into his 19th season or Um, you know, we kind of want to go against LeBron James. You could make that case, but don't forget last year that LBJ was competing for most valuable player in the NBA before that injury. So let's say he does slow down. Let's say LeBron James, and by the way, for him, it's so different. I don't even know what that term means because every time we've been talking about LeBron slowing down for the last three years and he hasn't slowed down, his drop-off is going to take some time. It's not going to all come right at once. And his style of basketball, he can still go out and dish out 10, 11 assists. He could still go out there and grab you 10 rebounds and give you 20 points. That's just going to be him, I feel like, anytime he walks on the court. I got more on LeBron James, and I got more on those who are concerned about the Lakers' age, concerned about that third-oldest team in the NBA, and why I'd push back against that. Um, We could also take some of your phone calls when we come back. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. And the biggest reason why I'm not concerned about the Lakers' age and I'm not concerned about where LeBron is in his career, we'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: Phone numbers uh, 877-710-ESPN if you want to be a part of Lakers Talk. Here I am going up. uh, I think I'm going up against everybody when it comes to the Lakers' age. Um, You know, I'm trying to make an argument here. I want people to understand. For those that think the Lakers are way too old, that that's their biggest concern coming up this season. Uh, There are certain players who are old on this team that have very small roles on the roster. And you know, I want to also make the case here. LBJ, one of the greatest to ever play the game, LeBron's going to have some help too. You know, first of all, before LeBron got injured last season, we were having a conversation. Joel Embiid, Jokic, you were looking at guys like Dame. You were trying to figure out, man, who's the most valuable player in the NBA? You were not having a conversation without mentioning LeBron James before that injury against the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know when LeBron's going to slow down. I really don't. I'm 0 for 2. Every time, every season coming in, I keep saying since LeBron and Anthony Davis have been playing together, that, oh, this is AD's easier. LeBron's like, yeah, that sounds good. He's gonna do what he does, but I'm not slowing down. I'm gonna almost tri- uh, average a triple double every single uh, season, and that's how great LBJ has been. Even if LeBron slows down a little bit this upcoming year, two things he's got working for him. First of all, he's so great that as he slows down, he still then just becomes All Star caliber player with you know ten other players that are in the All Star game. But he's got two other superstars playing right next to him this upcoming season. And then when people want to make a case, well, the Lakers are too old. They went out and signed all those players. Russell Westbrook's not old. Russell Westbrook's going to be 33 years old in November. Anthony Davis, 28 years old in the prime of his career. If all three Laker players that are going to be the foundation of this team and are the superstars of this this organization right now... If all three of those guys were over the age of 35, i am like, okay, you can make a case that maybe they are too old. You can make a case that you're depending too much on players that are past their prime. LBJ has not shown that he has slowed down, but let's just say that he does. He's not doing it by himself. And the other two superstars that he's playing with, like I said, Anthony Davis is just 28 years old. Let's stop pretending like Russell Westbrook, who's 32 years old right now, will be 33 in uh, November is you know, much older or anything along those lines. The age that the Lakers have with Carmelo, Dwight, Ariza, and Gasol, those guys are playing a role on the Lakers. They're not the foundation by any stretch of the imagination. So with all that being said, I think too much is being made about the Lakers' age. I think the foundation of your team is not too old, and you have three superstars that will lead, obviously, each and every night. Um, Funch, let me uh, bring you in here on this one. Let's talk a little uh, of the Lakers' age. Um kind of give me your take on this because when when I say that I kind of make my case of I'm not as concerned about the age what do you make of this are you how much of a concern do you have uh, because of everything I, that I kind
0: I'm not listed too, there? I'm not too concerned about the age I mean most of these guys aren't going to be playing 30 minutes a night Alan they're they're going to play That's spot That's the point. Yeah, they're going to play spot minutes. Like Wayne Ellington's not playing 30 minutes a night.
2: Okay, <laughs> but even Ellington does he's only 32. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, I don't know what all of a sudden is considered old in the NBA, Mm -hmm. but if you're under 34 years old, you're still at a good age. And I say that Chris Paul just signed a four-year deal at age 36. He's going to get paid to his 40, Allen. Now, I'm not saying that that's a good strategy to take. I'm not saying that that's what the Lakers should do, but that's a big part of this. It's the guys that are up in age will not be used that much. You have two of the three superstars that are under, th- are thirty-two or younger. Ad's walking right into the prime of his career. And you tell me, before LeBron James had that injury yesterday, if he showed really any any signs of slowing down?
0: No, not at all. LeBron LeBron was the MVP at that point before he before that injury. And if he
2: wasn't the MVP, he was in the conversation, and, and I think that's you know obviously where uh, a lot of this lies. Um, Phone number eight seven 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 ten ESPN. If you want to uh, give your thoughts on any of this, you got something there, Funches. We
0: also, you know, we've seen like a lot of memes the past couple of days. I mean, yeah. on NBA yep. Twitter about you know the Bulls, you know the champion, the last Michael team, basically yep. in Chicago. The average age was thirty two years old, and you know they're the oldest team to win a title. The the Lakers, you know, average age is thirty one years old, so they're not exactly the oldest team ever, but still, I mean. You got LeBron, you got AD, you get, you got Hall of Famers on the team. It's
2: blown, I think it's blown out of proportion. That's simple. I, I really do. I think it's blown out of proportion. I think it's, you know, like I said, we got everybody became a comedian the last week. I had my uh, brother-in-law text me saying uh, yesterday that, um, hey, FYI, Jordan is joining the Lakers. Ha, ha, ha. And Lionel Everybody's Messi joining the Lakers. <laughs> Everybody's having a good joke. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I think it was blown out of proportion. Let me tell you something that's not blown out of proportion enough. Russell Westbrook is incredibly underappreciated. I think that's what I've learned over the last week and a half, Russell Westbrook coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I, I'm probably looking most forward to Russell Westbrook, watching Russell, Russell Westbrook this year, than anybody else on the Lakers. I really am. Um, and let me kind of explain my position on this. The A lot of the chatter and the conversation I feel like around Russell Westbrook is that he's a selfish player. That he has to have the ball in his hand. That he's an awful fit with LeBron James or he's going to be an awful fit with LeBron James because both guys are going to need the ball. uh, That he's the reason that Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City Thunder. He can't win with other players, etc, etc, etc. The list kind of goes on and on. I hear this a lot with Russell Westbrook. And You know, I kind of look at this upcoming season. There's a few things I look at this upcoming season, but I look at Russell Westbrook just in itself, and I can only imagine all the chatter that he hears, um, you know, obviously from a media perspective, from a fan's perspective, or whatever the case is. So tomorrow we're going to get a chance to hear from Russell Westbrook for the first time as a Los Angeles Laker. So he's going to address the media. Um, It's going to be great. Actually, we'll have an opportunity to go down to Staples Center and be there live for it. And when I say he's the player I'm most looking forward to, to watching this upcoming season, the dude's underappreciated. I don't know how else to put it. He's underappreciated. And some people are going to say, you know, he'll average a triple-double. Well, you know, he's a stat chaser. And if he um, finds a way to, you know, he's playing with James Harden, it's like, oh, well, you know, Russ couldn't find a way to make it happen. Or... Um, Kevin Durant leaves uh, the Oklahoma City. Uh, it's Russ's fault. I mean, everywhere you turn, I feel like Russell Westbrook gets always gets the finger pointed at him. Talk about motivation for Russell Westbrook. First of all, he gets to play with the right organization in his hometown. When I say the right organiza- organization, this is what I mean. Lakers, obviously, they're trying to win right now. They have a realistic chance of winning an NBA championship. When I say the right organization, what I'm referring to there is everybody's common goal is to win an NBA championship. So that's what I mean by the right. I'm not saying the Lakers organization is perfect. I'm not pretending like the Lakers didn't go to the playoffs for X amount of years. I I get all that. But at the end of the day, they just won a championship, uh, what was it, less than a year ago. That's in the Orlando bubble. And we know that ultimately the history of the franchise, they're always trying to compete for a championship. Here's some more motivation for Russell Westbrook. He gets to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Do you know how much easier the game is going to be when people say that, oh, it's going, to be, it's going to be tougher to play with LeBron because LeBron needs the ball? It's going to be more complicated because you have two other superstars. Please. I don't know what we're talking about when I hear those types of conversations. Uh, some more motivation um, uh, for, uh, for Russell Westbrook. Not everything's on his back. So when I say he gets to play, he gets that opportunity to play with Anthony Davis and with LeBron James. The finger's not going to be pointed at Russell Westbrook. Okay, hey, this is all on you. No, absolutely not. You know how much you know how much is going to be on Anthony Davis' shoulders this upcoming year. LeBron, I don't even have to say anything because LeBron is LeBron. If he accomplishes nothing else in his career, he's going to go down as one of the greatest in a very, very small category of players. Um, I think Russ is going to silence a lot of people this season. I think he's going to sacrifice for the team and do whatever it takes to win an NBA championship. You know, he he's got a lot on the line too. But the when I say this player is one of the most underappreciated players in the NBA, every time he does something good, somebody's going to look for a flaw. That's been Russell Westbrook's career. Every time he tries to make something happen or he, like I said, he averages a triple double, he's stat chasing. Oh, you know what he's doing that because what he's done what he's doing and what he's done is absolutely amazing and uh, I want to give love to Russell Westbrook and I'm looking forward to watching Russell Westbrook play because I do think he will have an added motivation and you know now he gets to go to the fight with some real stars this is not a he has no chance of winning an NBA championship he gets to go on the floor every single night in his hometown with the Los Angeles Lakers for the Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron and AD okay I, I want to do this when we come back I know we got some uh, phone calls here. Uh, a few people want to comment on the Lakers' age. Let's do that when we come back. Plus, I had a caller. I did the show this morning, Travis and Sleeway's show. Clinton Yates was in. I had a caller talking about Anthony Davis and expectations for Anthony Davis this upcoming season. And he said something that was so far off that the first thing that went to my mind was, well, I got to bring this up in Lakers Talk when actually get an opportunity to really kind of dissect into it and everything else. He compared Anthony Davis's role similar to what Chris Bosh was in Miami. We're going to talk about that coming up next. I'm going to take your phone calls when we return as well. Phone number is 710 ESPN. This is Lakers Talk on ESPN LA.
1: Must be 21-plus plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. We'll go until 9 p.m. tonight. Yovan Buha, The Athletic, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. I do want to take some time to go out to the, uh, the phones here. A couple topics we've done so far. Number one, how much of a concern is the Lakers roster for you from an age perspective? I listed out all my reasons why it's not a concern for me. Plus, why is Russell Westbrook... So underappreciated. I spent some time on that. We're going to get a chance to hear from Russell Westbrook tomorrow. Uh, He's going to do his press conference with the Los Angeles Lakers. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. Let's start off with Steph in L.A. What's going on? You're on Lakers Talk.
4: Hey, um, Al. Hope you don't mind me calling you Al before you said it was okay. Hey, but Yeah, um, first of all, Russell is a beast. He reminds me of Kobe so much. Right, I just don't want him taking 30 shots. And as far as the age situation, you know, what about Durant? What about um, uh, uh, Harden? You know, they're both in their early 30s. They'll both probably be knocking out 33 or 34 this year. And so my thing is, um, the Nets are pretty old too. And uh, thanks for taking my call, Al.
2: I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. You can call me Al. You can call me whatever you want. Thank you for calling in. Um, what's KD? 32. James Harden's 31. He's about to turn 32. They don't have an age issue. I think they have a – they don't play defense issue. And, you know, I'll say this, and I always kind of mention this. Lakers had to step up their game. They had to go out and try to get another superstar. They had to. Remember, when the Lakers came in last season, by the time the off season went through and you went out and you got Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell and so forth, you thought you were – you know, we said this a couple times. We thought the maybe Rob Polenka outsmarted himself. You know what, you didn't have enough veteran leadership or you didn't have as many veteran leaders that you did when you won that championship in that 20, uh, 2020 season. But then everything changed. By the time we got into the season, James Harden was traded from the Houston freaking Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets, and you had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and, uh, and Kevin Durant. Lakers had to add another superstar this year. They had to. They had to add him this offseason. And in doing so, they obviously had to also go out there and get one-year veteran minimum contracts. And I thought, you know, if you guys listen to Lakers talk, I kept mentioning that I want to see more vets. I don't want to see young players. Just because I felt to give the Lakers a best chance, you need that experience. You need to have guys on this roster that have been there before, that have battled through the NBA, that have gone deep in playoff runs. You need more of that. You can't have enough of that. And by going out there and getting whether it was Carmelo, Kent Bazemore, um, uh, Dwight Howard, you know, go down the list, Trevor Reza players that have been there and done it before, that's obviously one of the Lakers' goals, and that's what they accomplished. The key also, too, is that you don't have to depend on those guys every single night. Who are the guys you're going to depend on every night? LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. Russ is 32 years old. AD is 28 years old, so I don't want to hear anything about age from those two players because, you know, AD's walking into the prime of his career. Russell Westbrook's still in the prime of his career. And then LeBron's the older one who's 36, going to be 37, uh, coming this December. It helps that he has more help, number one. And number two, let's see how LeBron is with a full offseason. You're not coming back after 70 days or whatever cases after one uh, NBA championship. He'll have full time to recover from that injury as well. So let's kind of wait and see what we get with LeBron. Let's take another call here. Uh, Tayron in L.A., what's going on? Thank you for calling in.
4: Hey, thank you, Alan, for taking my call. And I first I want to say, man, you do a great job after each game, and I enjoyed listening to you, even when it went bad. So thank you for the great job.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you, man.
4: Okay, Russell, LJ, and AD is the core. And the generals, they the floor generals. As mm-hmm. long as they stay healthy, they got a long season to the playoffs. And they got time to gel together and, and, and see how the combinations work together with the other new players. But Russell, he's a bulldog. Mm-hmm. Man, he will give LeBron time to, to, to rest. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be more of a, a blessing that he's on the team. Yeah, he had problems with Houston. Yeah, he had problems with the other teams. But this, it wasn't because there was no LeBron. LeBron is a special player, and his strength, and his and, and the way he knows the game, he will help wrestle in his game. You
2: Tehran, Tehran so, I, I could yeah. I couldn't agree more. Now let me jump in for a quick second. I appreciate you yeah. calling in. I want I want to add something to what you just said. You know when you said Westbrook had problems in Houston or some of these other players or some of these other places. I don't think he had problems. and I know what you're referring to. I know what you're saying. He didn't have problems. You know what he had? There wasn't enough talent to win. Who did he lose to when he was with the Houston Rockets in the playoffs? They lost to the Lakers. Who thought Russell Westbrook and James Harden had a better team than the Los Angeles Lakers with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Danny Green? I mean, if your expectations are realistic, everybody knew Russ And Harden weren't going to get past the Lakers. Okay, let's go back. Let's go further into his career. How about when he's still with Oklahoma City Thunder and he's with Paul George? You know what? They should have won a round in the playoffs. Who'd they lose to? Portland when Damian Lillard hit that game winner? You had three, four teams that were all kind of in the same level, and the Oklahoma City Thunder were at the same level of the Portland Trailblazers. Really, from an expectations perspective, if your expectations are any different than once, once Kevin Durant decided to leave Russell Westbrook, leave the Oklahoma City Thunder, and go join the Golden State Warriors, what really are the expectations for Russ? Every other place that he's been to, it's not like your expectations are, this guy's going to go win a championship. Let me tell you, if Russell Westbrook's the best player on your team, you're not winning a championship. If Russell Westbrook's the second best player on your team... You're not winning a championship. Probably not, right? Like, they got close. They had an opportunity when that second-best player was Kevin Durant, and they were up three games to one against the Golden State Warriors, and, you know, obviously they choked away that 3-1 lead. But what if Russ is the third-best player on your team? That's what he's going to be with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's when your expectations catch up to, okay, well, this guy needs to win a ring. Well, he needs to win a ring now because of the predicament that they're in. He didn't trade James Harden in one of the worst trades in NBA history when James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook could have still been playing together in Oklahoma City, stacking up a couple of championships. He didn't walk away from a franchise like Kevin Durant did. I I just don't understand why every time I hear anything about Russell Westbrook, there's a finger pointed at him. That's why I say, when I say I look forward to watching one of the most underappreciated players in the NBA, I look forward to it. Because not only is going to have that motivation, not only does he have so many different reasons of, you know, obviously in his career, the path that he's had to try to sacrifice and win an NBA championship, but so many people have gone after, well, he's the problem. Well, let's see how he does when LeBron James, Anthony Davis play together, who, by the way, they met a couple weeks. This was a story from Brad Turner from the LA Times, and all of them talked about how they wanted to play together. I'll, I'll take LeBron and AD's word over anybody else's word. Obviously, they want to play with Russ. Also, you know it obviously means a lot that, like I said, the the Brooklyn Nets went out there and got a third star. Lakers needed uh, a third star. Okay, I could stay on that topic for another forty five minutes, but I got to keep moving. Here, got a lot of got a lot of topics I want to get into. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the calls, by the way. Um, there was a caller, and if you guys want to hit on that, you can call in. There was a caller uh, this morning. I'm doing the show with uh, Clinton Yates. Travis is on vacation. And he called in talking about Anthony Davis. And basically, he was trying to make a case. He's like, man, I'm so excited that Westbrook's coming to L.A. Because LeBron and Westbrook, all the pressure can be on them and Anthony Davis can be more of a Chris Bosh role that he had in Miami when it was LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and, and Chris Bosh. I let the guy finish his point, you know, Respectfully trying to uh, let listeners obviously get their opinion in. But the moment he was done talking, in my head I'm saying to myself, absolutely not. What, what, what do you mean Anthony Davis is going to play a role like Chris Bosh? I get the idea and the concept power forward, can be a center, whatever the case is, but less for Anthony Davis is the last thing we're going to be looking for this season for the Los Angeles Lakers. Less is the last thing I want to hear for expectations from An- uh, on, on Anthony Davis' shoulders this up- upcoming year. That will not happen for Anthony Davis. The guy is 28 years old walking into his prime. He's the most unstoppable two-way player in the NBA. You want to make a case for Giannis Antetokounmpo, absolutely you should. Finals MVP, the guy's won a couple MVPs, but Giannis's skill set offensively is not like AD. A.D. can face the basket and hit an 18-footer. He can post you up. He can get to the free... A.D. has an unbelievable skill set. Plus, he should have a chip on his shoulder because of the way last season ended and the way people were obviously describing his play towards the end of the season. When we come back, I want to tell you how much should be on Anthony Davis' shoulders. I want to tell you that somebody calling in and saying Chris Bosh, he should play more of that role and be the third best player on the team and all this stuff, I want to tell you just how wrong that is because if there's one thing that we should be expecting from Anthony Davis, it should be similar to what happened in Miami when Dwayne Wade started giving and handing the baton to LeBron James and saying this is your team. That should be the expectations for Anthony Davis this upcoming season. We'll talk about it more coming up next. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. I mean, Funches, what am I supposed to say when a caller is trying to say AD should be like Chris Bosh was to the Miami Heat? Man, a third option? What am I missing here? That's a, that. Let me just say this. Uh, let me give you the importance of each player on this team. I, I'm telling you, remember that time, if you want to make a Miami comparison, when it was those three, when it was LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh— the only comparison I could take is when Dwayne Wade had to tell LeBron James, hey, this is your team. You're, you eat first. You're the number one option. We go as you go. The only comparison I could take to this upcoming season is LeBron having a similar conversation with Anthony Davis, like Dwayne Wade had with him, and LeBron telling Anthony Davis, we're on your shoulders. You eat first. Everything we do runs through you. Um and, and I think that's, you know, I, I don't say that lightly either. I think that's actually more of a necessity. If I, if I had to say the comparing, kind of listing the, the from a star's perspective, most important, I, I put AD at number one, and it's not even close to me, Funches. It really isn't. Like, I, I don't even hesitate for a second what the dude will bring on the defensive side, how important he's going to be on offense. If this past playoff run wasn't an example of AD's, significance the the guy was there games two and three he showed up against the Suns he didn't have a good game one didn't have a good uh didn't have a good series against um the Golden State Warriors not series but the playing tournament And, and the Lakers obviously struggled in both of those games still won the game against the Warriors when he played like Anthony Davis in games two and three it was like okay yeah this is just a matter of time until the Phoenix Suns are. you know Phoenix got no shot against the Lakers then he got injured. Obviously, a completely different story right there. But I can't, I can't listen to a conversation other than Anthony Davis is the most important piece coming into this season. That's the only kind of conversation that I, I can comprehend. Um, when I say he needs to be what LeBron was to Miami, as in, gotta start taking over the franchise. It's your team. You lead the way. You put the team on your shoulders. And and let me say this. This is a great position that Anthony Davis is in. He doesn't have to do it by himself. He obviously has a ton of help. LeBron and the knowledge that he has, plus all the other veterans, Carmelo, Dwight Howard, go down the list of all the other vets that he has that he's surrounded by. Now you got Russell Westbrook joining the Los Angeles Lakers. How about that motor? That dude is going 110 miles an hour every single game. He's giving you 120% every game. So it's this kind of this combination of things that, only help to Anthony Davis kind of take his game to the next level but he's got to be there every night he he's gotta he's the critical piece of you know obviously making sure that this thing goes and um, I, I see more and more I when somebody says this is good Westbrook's coming to the Lakers to take some pressure off of Anthony Davis no thank you. That pressure is already there. It's going to continue to be there, and A.D. knows it. A.D.'s one of the baddest players on the face of this planet. He's got to also be that guy this upcoming year with LeBron. We'll be 37 in December. Russell Westbrook, his skill set is only going to allow him to do so much. A.D.'s got to be the main guy for the Lakers. Okay, um, if you guys want to be a part of the show, eight seven 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 ten 710 espn So I'm reading a report here, if my, uh, if this is correct here. um. Dennis Schroeder, obviously, still not with uh, a team, still has not found a home. Um, I I don't know if I know there was some interest from the Boston Celtics, but I don't want to go out there and, you know, there were some reports that he might be interested or the Celtics might be interested in Dennis Schroeder. Look, we all know the story by now. We all know the story of Dennis Schroeder gave up a four-year, $84 million, with the Los Angeles Lakers, um, to go test free agency. And as the story continues, here we are, one week into free agency, and Funches, I don't know if you know this, um, this is not earth-shattering breaking news, Dennis Schroeder still is not with an NBA team. What this means, and kind of how things move forward for Dennis Schroeder, i got to be honest with you, sympathizing with the guy a little bit, and I don't think Laker fans will agree with me on this. Remember the story in the um, – I think it was the beginning of the offseason that he was thinking of – he's trying to get a hundred to $120 million. That was kind of the story about around Dennis Schroeder. He turned down four years, $84 million, could have had a contract extension with the Lakers, averaged 15 and 6 a game for the Lake show, still just 27 years old. And here's a guy that – I want to say there's some – Here's what, wrong, here's what went wrong, in my opinion, with Dennis Schroeder and, I think, Laker fans. Because when I say I sympathize with the guy, I don't think many Laker fans would agree with me. Okay, This is how Dennis Schroeder's career went with the Lakers. We're all excited to get him. He's a runner-up six-man of the year. Montrez got the six-man of the year award. We thought he was going to come to the Los Angeles Lakers and really kind of just do whatever the Lakers need him to do. And I'm not saying that the guy wasn't already expected to be a starter. I'm not saying that you know um, that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't the case. But I remember in that first interview he had with Lakers media, there was a question asked like, "Hey, um, kind of to the effect of, would you be open to coming off the bench?" And his reaction was like, "No, I'm, I, you know, I'm here to be a starter." And I think right out the gate, you thought, "Okay, well, Dennis Schroeder – Certainly isn't saying the right things. The right things would be saying, hey, whatever the team needs me to do, I'm here to help. However I can help this franchise, go get championship number 18 and go back to back, I'm all in. And then as you know, we mentioned, um, never really felt like ultimately that he wanted to be here long term with the Lakers. It just never did. You know, That's just kind of the reality of it. When I say it didn't feel that way simply because he didn't go out, sign that extension, I think many Laker fans thought, wait a minute here, Four years, eighty-four million dollars. Let me crunch some numbers here. That's twenty-one million dollars a year. That seems like a seems like a good deal for for um, for Dennis Schroeder. By the way, he was making about fifteen million dollars a year. That's what his contract was. So he obviously thought he's going to get much more of a payday. And then another reason why I think Laker fans maybe got rubbed off the wrong way. He really didn't deliver the way we hoped. Um, I, I thought he was a critical piece to the Lakers team. You know, obviously he had two different stints where he had COVID and he had to miss significant time with the Lakers, couldn't get back to a rhythm, you can't practice, there's nothing you can do when you're in those COVID protocols. So at the end of the day, Laker fans were most concerned with how he was going to do on the basketball court And he never really was that player, that consistent player that you thought he was going to be. And on top of that, like I mentioned, all these other things that come into play where was he really going to sacrifice for the team? Was it all about an NBA championship? And I think ultimately that wasn't going to be the case with Dennis Schroeder. So I say all that, and I still kind of sympathize with the guy. I sympathize that this dude can't get a multi-year contract in the NBA. And that as the dust is starting to settle, and all the money is dried up. And Kyle Lowry went out there and got close to $90 million. And Chris Paul, another point guard in the NBA, went out and made $120 million. And Lonzo got $85 million. I'm just listing off point guards. That, that teams went out there and spent money on point guards, but they didn't go after Dennis Schroeder. They didn't give Dennis Schroeder that contract. And now we're talking about him probably getting some type of uh, you know, maybe at the most $10 million. Um, Yeah, there's some teams still with some cap space. Maybe he just gets the mid-level exception at five point something, whatever the case is. Maybe he ends up with the Boston Celtics and he has to kind of um, re-energize his career. By the way, I don't think Boston's a bad fit. I think that's actually a really good fit for him. But damn, how quick things changed for Dennis Schroeder. And I might be the only one that has some sympathy for Dennis Schroeder, but I, genu- I genuinely have some sympathy for him. Okay, let's take a couple of phone calls here before we uh, before we get a chance to do our top NBA stories. Let's go to Mo in San Diego. Mo, thank you for calling in, buddy.
4: Thanks
3: for taking my call. So when I look at the Lakers squad overall, I think what people are missing is is that most teams, you have a, a, a serious drop-off in talent and, and trust when you get to, let's say, the seven, eight. Uh, no, no, let's just say nine, ten through twelve. The, the players just drop off.
2: Sure. Some, the Lakers, by, by the way, sometimes you're right. Sometimes it's even seven, eight, nine. There's a huge drop off. Yeah. But c- continue. More. And you can tell,
3: and you can tell because the playoffs, they they shorten that bench up. They don't they don't trust very many guys when when the playoffs start. But look at the Lakers bench. They are they, made for people and players. Who, who have so many all-star starts, like these are guys who are used to being the focal point. Marcus All was the focal point. Carmelo Anthony was the focal point. And so now they're on the bench. You know what you get from them. The difference is you can't get it for 35 minutes. But they're not asking that. Can no. you give me old Carmelo for 15 minutes on Tuesday and then again 20 minutes on Friday? He going to take – he needs those minutes just to keep his body going. So, so, so you're getting that talent, and then the other guys who mix in are all starters. You know, um, uh, uh, um, um, uh, Baysmore plays mad minutes for, for, for Golden State. Mm-hmm. And these young guys, Monk and, and, and Nunn, they're young guys. They have energy, and they have certain skills and talents, and they're going to be mixed in with all-stars. So they're going to be like the fifth option on the, on the floor.
2: Mo, so, it's a, so listen, look- it's, a, it's a great call and it's a great point, and I appreciate you calling in. And that's why I say, Mo, this is the way I start off the show. I think there's too much being made about the Lakers' age. There's too much being made on the Lakers' age. You know, Mo said it perfectly right there. Are you really going to ask Carmelo, Dwight, or Trevor Ariza, or Marcus All to give you 30-plus minutes a game? No, of course you're not. Can you give us 15? And by the way, there's three superstars on the team. They're the ones that are going to have the load. I mean, I just spent, you know, 30 minutes talking about Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. They're the ones that are going to have the load. Let's take another quick call here. Let's go to Lee in La Mirada. Lee, what's going on? You're on Lakers Talk.
3: Hey, thank you for taking my call. Much, much appreciate it. You got it, man. Hey, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm 64. I was around when, when Lakers went on a 33 game winning streak, but more importantly, I was around when Oscar Robinson and Lou Sender won their championship. So I have this to say. Westbrook and AD is going to be something special. And I'm going to say, tell you why. With, with Milwaukee, Lou Sender had never played with a guard like Oscar Robinson until Oscar got to that team. AD, he had Rondo, but he's never played with nobody like Westbrook. And if I turn the other way around, Oscar Robinson had never played with a center to like Lou Al Center until he got there. Case in point, Westbrook have never played with a center, not take nothing from K D, he's not a center. Westbrook have never played with somebody like A D as well. And when those two get together, who haven't even got to LeBron, who haven't even got to our bench, those two gonna put on the show.
0: No, you don't right, get me too excited. No,
2: don't don't get me too excited. We're only in August. Don't don't get me all hyped <laughs> up. You know. Don't get me too hyped up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Appreciate
2: you calling. In. Thank hey. you for calling, in, Lee. Thank you for calling in, man. Uh, yeah, Lee's got me already. Tomorrow's the presser for uh, for Russell Westbrook. I might have to do uh, uh, funches I might have to, you know, get 20 push-ups in right before the presser. Just, to, I probably won't get to 20. 50
0: push-ups, man.
2: I will probably get to nine. I get to solid nine. Does nine count? <laughs> All right, we got uh, we got our top NBA stories. Um, so just heads up, rest of the show, Jovan Buha coming up at eight fifteen. Uh, he covers the Lakers for the Athletic. Eight thirty, more of your phone calls, and I want to talk about Taylor Horde Tucker, Alex Caruso. Lakers had a decision to make. They took THT. They gave THT the money. Was that the right decision? That's coming up at eight thirty. But coming up next. Top NBA stories. We'll talk about Team USA winning the gold. Luka Doncic making money like Michael Funches. NBA investigating tampering. we got a lot of stuff coming up next. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.